Hi, Carl. Welcome. Hi there. Good stuff. Um, great to, great to see, have you on board. Um, it's our second West Coast employee because we had Alex as the, as the first uh, kickoff, um, one of our most popular ones. So you've got some, some uh, competition now. Uh, and, uh, Alex Tatum, that's for sure. <laughs> that's right. You're a very charismatic man. And, you, uh, and um, I've had my lockdown haircut. So it's 4th, 4th of July. I was straight in there to get my haircut. So we're both... We're both looking quite trim today, Carl, aren't we? So. Yeah, very easy for me, mate. Just the number one on the old shares. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. Great stuff. So um, this is uh, another episode of our Leaders series. Um, Carl from West Coast is with us today. He's our, the group CIO. And just to introduce what, what GCS is and what GCS Connect is all about. GCS is a technology recruitment business. Um, we work in mostly Europe and USA, connecting expert talent to innovative companies. GCS Connect is our brand of content, staffing solutions, and kind of recruitment interviews, which is really helping to kind of create that network which our customers and our candidates can use. Um, it's great to have Carl on, on board today. It's good to, to have you. We've been speaking about this over the last few weeks, mostly while I've been going backwards and forwards from the garage, getting my car emptied, which uh, you've been watching with interest, I know, Carl. Um, Carl is the CEO as said of West Coast. West Coast is uh, the UK's largest independently owned company, private firm. Um, they are very much involved in IT equipment um, and commercial kind of telecoms equipment, which they sell through channels and direct to, to retailers. Um, big business based in Reading. Um, so they're kind of, uh, they started around the same time as us and uh, they're always quite an aspirational business for us as a Thames Valley business. Uh, Car is the group CIO. There are a number of different uh, firms within, within the West Coast business. Um, and they work in very similar sorts of kind of areas, but Carl deals with the strategy, uh, making sure that the, 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 the infrastructure works correctly for all the kind of group companies. And um, he's also involved in the cybersecurity and keeping the business safe, as, he's, as, he's, as he just told me. So uh, we'll be going into that in a bit more detail because obviously it's very important around this, around this time. Um, Carl, obviously that's my kind of introduction to yourself. I'm sure you can kind of do do better yourself. So, so tell us a bit about yourself. Tell us what you kind of your background and, and sure. how you come to be here. Sure. Carl Harris Group CIO for, uh, for West Coast. Um, I'm responsible for um, all things keeping the business uh, operational from an IT perspective. Um, that's from the service desk to the enterprise applications, the business applications to keeping uh, the business safe and, and everything in between. Um, there are lots of different types of businesses within um, West Coast, um, all broadly similar, um, but um, yeah, all that kind of falls under my remit. We've also got businesses in, um, uh, in, in Europe, some logistics facilities there. Um, so it's, a, it's quite a broad ranging um, uh, set of responsibilities that I have. But um, believe me, my, uh, it, it's my team that, that make me look good. So, you know. <laughs> fantastic yeah and i think a lot of the people we've spoken to obviously kind of talk about that team and and during this period have you had most of your team kind of working for you or um has yeah. everyone been busy working or did you furlough people or uh yeah we did we did have to furlough uh some people but but fortunately uh for us you know um it's it's not been been too bad we've still been able to deliver on our on our it operating model sure. Um, and still deliver on some of the more strategic aspects of IT that we've been um, we've been trying to deliver. 
So yeah. nothing really, really stopped. It slowed um, a lot. Um, you know, like most businesses, you're trying to assess what the whole impact of, uh, of COVID meant um, mm-hmm. before sort of, you know, plowing ahead with, with what you were doing. So I would say we slowed down, but we, we didn't stop. Um, yeah. Yeah. You know, just being, just being very prudent, just being very sensible. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I think that's 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 the way. Now we're towards, hopefully, towards the end of the kind of first phase. At least, uh, it's about kind of taking stock and seeing where you are. Did you did you have a big, a big twenty twenty plan then? I mean, obviously, West Coast had a great year. So, did you have lots of plans happening? Yeah, we did. I mean, one of the biggest things we had planned was a a, a refresh of um, our our data center strategy. Um, having a having a look at that, and also. You know, there's some there's some strategic applications that are that need reviewing, um, and something needs doing about them. Um, yeah, uh, I can't say much more than that. But um, uh, yeah, th- those those kind of things was kind of slowed down and um, uh, put on pause. But you know, where where are we now? We beginning of July. Yeah, we're we're sort of looking at those those uh, strategic projects again. Um, but you know, it. Uh, it's it's almost day by day yeah yeah no so i see that and i think it's whatever sort of business that you're in and we've spoken to about kind of you know 15 people 15 leaders now yeah. uh, and most people are have had to kind of concentrate on what's what's important now and put their plans on plans of future on hold while at the same time still thinking about that because it's how you come out of this isn't it that's, that's key it is it is and uh you know West Coast is quite a, um, a very fast-moving, dynamic, agile organization. And, um, you know, our response to the current crisis hasn't, hasn't been, been much different to that. Yeah. You know, we've still got great people within the organization that we, um, uh, you know, we rely on. Um, and it was no different. We all kind of pulled together, did what was necessary, adapted, and changed, and, and, and did what we need to do. So... Yeah, and um, those those qualities that make West Coast so good, um, yeah. I think, really helped us um, sort of ongoingly, actively manage this uh, this current situation. Yeah, and you um, obviously, you know, when when lockdown happened, you would be the guy that everyone would say, right, okay, can you make it go remote now? So, um, were you guys prepared for that, or was that a big kind of step change? Right, we've got to do this in the next kind of couple of weeks. <laughs> so. So interestingly enough, you know, when I when I took the the job about uh, four years ago, mm. um, and uh, I sort of made sure all my my pillars were in 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 good work in order. One of them was keeping the business safe, and keeping the business safe means preparing for such a um, an eventuality. All right. Um, okay. And um, you know, we had you know we we spent a lot of time and effort making those systems and processes robust so mm. that if we lost an office or a logistics yeah. facility or a, a uh, um, network, connect, network connectivity in a, in a, in a European location, we yeah. would be robust enough to carry on. Um, but like everybody else, you know, who expects the perfect storm of the entire country, you know, in fact, the entire world being locked down simultaneously at the same time, it's the ultimate um, DR um, nightmare scenario. Yeah, for sure. Um, 
but you I know, IT teams have done pretty well though. I mean, yeah. I, 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 as a as a user talking to other users, yeah, I think the IT teams have done come through pretty well, Carl. You know? Yeah, I think so. Um, and, and that's because, you know, the slow adoption, well, the, the adoption of, of Teams and Office 365 and, and those sort of collaboration technologies have really sort of helped um, yeah. IT teams being really robust and agile. But, you know, we saw, we saw it coming. And I think the only, the only thing different we did was we allocated a few more um, CPU and memory to our remote worker platforms. That yeah. was it. But we were yeah. able to... Um, you know, just carry on working. Everybody was at home. It was it was business as usual for us. There yeah, wasn't really it's, really it's any really interesting, isn't it? That you know, this huge change has been driven very quickly um, and and very very kind of seamlessly, really. Um, and probably if I'd said to you start of twenty twenty, okay, Carl, everyone's going to be working in West Coast from home. You'd be like, no, it's never going to happen. But now that's kind of how it is, isn't it? So. Yeah, I mean, as I said, you know, everything was there. All, all the planning, all the investment, you know, I take I take DR and and uh, keeping the business safe very seriously. Um, and, um, you know, as I said, we just needed to beef up our, our platforms, but everybody knew how to log in. From, you know, we did some, some remedial um, uh, work uh, on the sort of... Um, instructions how to do it but it, it was it was it was it was brilliant and 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 as you as you kind of lead supply chains and logistics obviously and you're the almost like the core player the hub in all of that yeah. if you mess it up it messes up the whole supply chain doesn't it really so you, and then that messes up your kind of customer base and as Alex explained to us you kind of work quite low but like, like margins are, are important so it's important not to get it wrong isn't it it is it is and um you know, we, we were quite lucky. Um, you know, we kept the warehouse um, open. You know, we we had some uh, serious volume go through our logistics facilities during uh, COVID because we were a key a key um, a key business. Um, so we had to remain open. And you know, the demand for at work um, work at home equipment just went absolutely through the roof. You know. The first couple of weeks, it was laptops, then it was monitors, then it was all the peripherals, and then printers. And it well, at least you guys have got that. that is it. Well, <laughs> You've got that in your warehouse. I tell you what, unlike some businesses that had to, you know, go out to market and, and, and try yeah. and find this stuff, um, you know, we were quite fortunate that we, we were able to sort of just put our hands on this kit straight away. So that's, that's what I always say whenever we need to like hire a developer or a support person for our own business. I'm like, well, at least that's something we can do. We know we can, we know where to find those people for ourselves. Exactly. Exactly. So I wanted to talk a little bit about, you know, yourself and, um, you know, as you said, you've got 20 years industry experience within logistics yeah. um, and, you know, delivery of product. Um, you've been the CIO for four years, but I think you talked to me a little bit about, how you've obviously moved through areas like marketing, et cetera, et cetera, and come from a business studies background. So do you want to just take me through a little bit about how, how you come to be here and, you know, your, your journey towards being a CIO? Well, I think it's about, um, you know, as, I, as I've built my career over the years, um, it's all about delivery, you know, mm. doing, you know, doing what you say you can do um, to the right people who expect you to do it. Um, and if you do that, um, you've got a good chance of, of, uh, of, of progressing. Um, you know, I joined West Coast as um, uh, head of the PMO. 
Um, so, so West Coast at the time didn't really have a, a mature project delivery function. Mm. And, um, you know, I, I, they, 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 they tapped me on the shoulder and said, Carl, can you come and um, be a project manager? And, and I, I said, no. Um, what you need is a, is a project office and I'll set it up for you and I'll, and I'll you know, bring, that, bring that along in terms of its maturity and, um, and, and getting that up to, to, to be a, 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 the right function. And then my boss at the time, he went somewhere else within, uh, within West Coast. Yeah. And again, I think because I had a, you know, a reputation of delivery and, and, and of, you know, knowing what, I, knowing what I'm talking about, um, I, I essentially said, right, I can do that. Give me a chance. Give me a shot at that. And they went, yes, okay, no problem. And um, uh, yeah, so here I am, uh, you know, four years into the job, uh, board member. So yeah, it's good. That's, that's great. And so therefore, you know, for, for people kind of looking at yourself, you maybe you haven't come through the strict kind of IT background. Yeah. Would you say part of it was being in the right place at the right time and asking the right questions at the right time? A lot, a lot of that, yeah. But mm. I actually think um, um, I've always served as the bridge, I think, between the business and the, the, the sort of technical aspects of IT. Okay. Yeah. Um, so when I, when I talk to uh, people within West Coast, I, 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 I don't talk too deep at a technical level. Yeah. Um, you know, I try and translate what we do. And that's actually quite difficult to do. So within, within senior leadership meetings, you know, trying to translate the vast program of works that IT have um, uh, going mm. into how it helps the business and why you need to invest some more in, in a particular uh, area that we're doing is yeah. probably the most difficult, it's probably the most difficult aspect of, of the job. Yeah. Um, and, and I think um, I don't always get that right, um, but I'm getting better. <laughs> yeah, that's right. It's, it's about creating, I think someone's called it a kind of burning platform, isn't it? Like we need right. to do this in order to help the business go forward as opposed to it's going to cost this amount of money. Shall we spend this amount of money, isn't it? It's, right. It's making, a, it's making IT into an investment, isn't it? Right. And, and I don't think you need an IT background no. uh, necessarily to be able to do that. You gotta be, you gotta be good with people, connect with people, and deliver what you say you're going to deliver. Um, and um, you know, I've, I've said it before, but you know, it is a bit of a cliche. But I really couldn't do what I do without my team. They are amazing. I think, I think with, I think they've got the best. I think we've got the best team. Everybody will say this, but <laughs> one of the best teams in 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 the business. What we do with what we have um, amazes me. It really does. No, that's really good. Yeah. I mean, I do. What do you think then therefore makes up a good team? Because you said most people say it. Some people have said it. Not all people have said it. So obviously you've, you've made a key point of that as a leader. Yeah. What, what do you think therefore makes up a good team and a team you can be proud of? Well, um, I think it's about getting the right mix of uh, technical capability um, and fit for the organization. Sure. And I, th I think I'm broadly good at that um you know this is not the this is you know west coast is a great place to work but it's it's not for everyone mm. um you know uh and, and so you you've got to have a little bit of a um an entrepreneurial spirit about you uh, yeah. and energy about you and um you know that that a resilience about you and it's, it's not it's not for everyone 
Mm. Um, so I think finding the right person that fits your organization, and this is where mm. companies like yourself come in because you've been working with West Coast for such a long time, you know how we are as a culture. Yeah, yeah that's right. Yeah. We do. You're able to help us find those, those kinds of people. But um, yeah, um, and trust. Um, trust what, what people are telling you um, and, and you believe them and hope that they can deliver as well. So yeah, mm. it, it's, I think um, a large part of my job is, is making sure we have the right people and that, and that um, um, they're helping me do my job. Yeah, that's right. And I think, you know, if you're, if you're saying how proud you are of the team and how, how much they're achieving, you're obviously kind of doing a good job there. And then for yourself, obviously, you work from home. Um, how, is, how has that been? Is that something you were used to from before? Or are you quite used to being kind of in the office? What's, what's it like, positive uh, and negative? Yeah, I'm currently um, about three days to three days in the office. Um, yeah. Those two days that I'm not here, um, I, you know, I, I really sort of, really starting to appreciate because the commute, I have quite a long commute, I have a hundred mile yeah. round trip. Um, so yeah, it's, it's the right balance. Um, you know, um, you know, I don't get to visit the other offices like I used to in my yeah. work week. Um, but it, it, it's fine. It's fine. It's absolutely fine. Um, no, 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 no issue there. I think that the, the crossover between it kind of coming back to being all in the office is, is quite an interesting one, isn't it? And, and yeah. dynamics and the people, but I'm assuming systems as well, because obviously we're also used to video calls and now are we going to keep doing the video calls in the office or yeah. that's, that's one thing we're, we're not struggling with, but discussing at the moment. Well, the, you know, the video calling thing is a challenge for me. It really is. Mm. Um, and I've started to turn my camera off uh, yeah. for multiple video calls. So when, you, when you're in a normal meeting, you know, you're not staring at the person talking, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. The dynamic is very different. And if you you're on a, when the coffee shop, the coffee machine right, is there. Right. <laughs> <laughs> when, when you're on Zoom, you know, you, you imagine you've got, you know, 12 faces just staring intently at the camera. Yeah, I know, yeah. You, yeah. Feel you have to now stare intently back. Uh, in, order, in order that people don't think you're, you're disinterested. I find one, of the, one of the conversations we had earlier with a guy called David who does a lot of kind of change management at Skype was talking about reading the room and how diff different it is to read the room on a Zoom call compared to a, a stand-up meeting or a kind of board uh, meeting. Completely. I find it exhausting after an hour having all those eyeballs, you know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so that, that's, that's, I think, a, a, a negative. I, I don't think... I don't think working from home is a, you know, in the press you hear all these people about, you know, they're, they're never going to rent office space anymore. It's all going to be working from home. Yeah. I think that's going to be a, a real challenge. I get why they say that, but imagine as you cycle through this and you, you know, you're a, you're a year ahead and you, you, you know, you're interviewing people and, you know, yeah. you're hiring via, via Zoom and, and they never get to meet their colleagues. You know, I think no, that's going to be a challenge. I, I definitely think culture and training are the two things that will be difficult to, to, to build in a remote workplace. And that's obviously why, you know, we have these things like the Leader Series because some people might get it right. You know, some people might say, well, this is, this is how you do it. And obviously most people are doing the standard three Zooms a day and checking in with your guys and doing one-to-ones. But you know, there are certain elements, particularly of onboarding new people that, that have a, an element of working with someone who knows what they're doing and, and picking that up and building yeah. that team culture. So. Yeah, definitely. 
Um, and so, so for the business itself, I've got a couple of kind of questions that are specific to West Coast, but for your strategy kind of going forward um, as a business, has it changed in any way kind of post COVID now, as you look forward, do you think we'll be doing things slightly differently? Uh, are your customers thinking about different types of um, product or services? Um, I haven't really seen much of that come through yet. I mean, I still think some businesses are, um, you know, didn't get the quite working from home piece right. So I think there's some there's some remedial um, purchasing being, you know, happening around, you know, collaboration and laptops and, and what have you. Um, but broadly, not, not yet, really. Yep. Um, I think what we are starting to see, though, encouragingly, are business sort of end user businesses unlocking some of their strategic it you know uh, programs yeah the cloud or or you know refreshes that, that that they need to do so and that's kind of working its way up the distribution chain to us which yeah the the logistics so so that's good and um, so where we've seen you know um you know some some businesses you know completely put everything on pause we're seeing that unlock a bit now so so that's 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 very encouraging yeah, no, I, th I think we've seen that as well in terms of hiring both with solutions companies and with, with end users as well. It does seem that one, people are starting to kind of react to what's happened and start to think about kind of post-COVID strategy. Two, there were projects they were going to do and now they've decided, well, we, let's do them, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah. And when you, when you talk about the cloud, you know, it's obviously something that West Coast has, has invested in heavily. Um, what are the key kind of technologies that you're seeing kind of coming out of that? You know, we, we know the, the main brand names, but what, what do you see end users using primarily? Well, in terms of our investment in, in cloud, so we have a business, uh, West Coast Cloud. Yeah. And, um, you know, they, they, don't, they don't deliver anything physical to anybody. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So that has the, you know, the usual suspects from Office 365 to, to backup to... You know everything that a business might need that they may not want a physical infrastructure for, yeah. um, and that and that business is is doing really really well. Um, yeah. You know, uh, a, a huge wave of of um, businesses uh, jumping on the whole collaboration piece, migrating yeah. Office three six five. Just the acceleration has just been phenomenal. Yeah. Um, so I think right now, um, because of COVID, the COVID impact is more around the collaboration technologies. I mean, they sell yeah. a whole range of other things from like um, uh, backup as a service um, yeah. through their uh, data barracks partner. Um, and that's something we are uh, moving towards as well. But right now, it's, 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 it's all about collaboration. It's all about... Um, do, you, do you see, um, you know, Office, I just talked about kind of, you know, PCs, printers, that sort of stuff. Do you... Do you do you see the industry continuing to kind of move away from that now? Is that something you're seeing kind of dropping off towards more kind of... Away from what, sorry? For instance, printers is obviously a kind of key part of the West Coast business, you know, yeah. and, and, and that's, that's something that if you think about less, less, um, less office, you know, space or less paper being used, I guess you see that people moving away from that quite a lot. Well, I don't know. <laughs> people have been saying the death of the paperless office for um you know a long time and that printers won't won't be needed but you know we're seeing you know the some some amazing technology with large format uh printing you know for for yeah. events and sports grounds and mm -hmm. and uh, uh things like that and some of these printers are the size of a, of a room and they yeah. will print
you know, just some amazing, you know, detailed um, imagery that you can plaster everywhere. And also a huge um, increase in the number of uh, printers for home use because people are um, yeah, exactly. at home. Um, yeah. and, uh, and I can tell you now, um, printer cartridges are, are rarer than hen's teeth right now. You can't <laughs> get them. As soon as we, I, I mean, we've sold so many printer cartridges um, wow. since, since lockdown. It, it's just been phenomenal. So the death of the, of the printer, the printed page uh, and printers, I, I can't see that happening for yeah. a, a very long time. And I guess as a leader, that's that's the sort of thing you have to prepare for, isn't it? You know, you you know, all this talk about new technologies and innovative things that are going to go, but in the end, you need to keep working with your customer base, don't you? You can't just switch off and say we're not going to do this anymore. No, you can't. You're, you're always led by the customer, aren't you? Mm. You're always led yeah. by demand. You're always, you know, trying to trying to, you know, see what innovations your 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 vendors are are coming to market with. And, and remember, that's our job to, you know, educate the, the end users to what's coming in and try and find the fit. But yeah, we're, we're always led by uh, uh, the, the end customer, what, what they're looking for um, and all the, you know, innovations that are coming down from our, our, mm. our vendors. Um, so, yeah. So, so, so two subjects I wanted to kind of pick up on you just from what we've spoken about. The first, obviously, is this kind of cyber security side. And uh, you, you've talked a lot about keeping the business safe. Yeah. Um, do you think um, as a leader um, that's something that you've become more aware of or you said you had this risk plan when you first came in um, in terms of disaster recovery or do you think it's something that's become more of an importance in the last few years? Well, um, there, were, there was no formal cybersecurity operation in West mm. Coast. And, yeah. um, you know, when I, when I took over the, the role, I thought, right, what are the things I can get fired for? That's, that's literally how I approached the job. Yep. Um, and, and one of them was, you know, a, 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 a hack or a breach or a, uh, some malware or whatever. Yep. So um, I think, I think the, 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 the team at the time um, did their best, um, mm -hmm. but I really wanted to formalize that, that area and make it a discipline within our, our, um, our business. Um, and now we have, we have three um, dedicated cybersecurity professionals yeah. Uh, and, uh, you know, they work with the infrastructure team um, and they work with the software team, the applications team, and also with the business. They're responsible for our, um, you know, uh, or compliance as well. Um, so they are, they are very busy. And, and interestingly enough, um, our customers are now really, really um, uh, switched on to the whole cybersecurity. So we do a lot of tenders. Um, and there's a huge section in there that is um, around cybersecurity and, yeah, and data and doing yeah. and data protection and all that kind of stuff. And you know, where it was, a, it was a tick box exercise, you know, for these customers a few years ago. They, mm. you know, they are taking it really seriously, and we're able to sort of, you know, have our um, our cybersecurity team, you know, not only keep the internal business safe, but also protect the business from itself in terms of saying, you know. Um, you know, over committing to yeah. perhaps yeah. What, a technology or a, a way of working that we don't have. It, it is interesting. I think with GDPR as well, that's kind of, you know, it's a different element, but obviously it's all about kind of protecting that data and, and what you have kind of internally. Um, is. is that something that comes within your remit as well, GDPR? Yeah. Um, yeah. So that whole cybersecurity function 
um, information security is is all is all compliance, yeah. ISO, um, and and you know at the actual um, you know are we are we patched? Do we have the um, yeah. uh, the, the correct um, insight as to what's going on on our network? And it it it, it is it is a difficult gig. It, yeah. it really is. Um, yeah. And so it's funny when you speak to IT people, how many hacks and how many, how much, how much people try, isn't it? You know, you, you see it personally, you don't see it so much for yourself, but it's happening all the time, isn't it? All the time. And, and we invest quite a lot in the, our users. Mm. So, um, uh, you, you know, we, we, we try and test our users every now and again to see, you know, if, if, if they're susceptible to phishing. We yep. benchmark and, and that sort of thing. I mean, some of some of the um, attempts we've we've um, we've had. I, I've seen it work gone from you know an, an obvious email from a obvious you know uh, charlatan trying to try it on because yeah. the English is bad or or that that's misspelled the names or they or they the email yeah. address just looks obviously dodgy to some really highly sophisticated targeted yeah. campaigns. Yeah. They are absolutely incredible. And I had one, you know, my, my, my chairman the other day, yeah. it wasn't, it, we, we joke said it wasn't, from, I knew it wasn't from him because he asked me how I was. <laughs> 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 but other than that, it was pretty good. <laughs> I was like, no, he never asked me how I am. I always spoke to him a minute ago. But he was, you know, and it was, you know, it came through and there were certain elements that, that you could read and say it wasn't right. But there was other, other elements when we were just really talking about a project or something. But then you kind of looked into it and you saw the, yeah. the route wasn't right. But there's some very clever elements out there. The, the, sca the scary part of where this whole thing is going is uh, using deep fake technology to mm -hmm. impersonate the voice of, for example, your boss. So yeah. they, they only need to sort of get a, um, a, a, a recorded sample of uh, somebody's voice and then be able to make that say whatever they wanted to say in real time while that person is yeah. on the other end so detecting that sort of um uh attempt or hack attempt or breach attempt is is it's gonna be is gonna require new technologies and some new skills and some new awareness yeah. um so it's, it's important is it because I, I believe that most of most of the breaches come at user level don't they so it's important to get that training right i mean you could have all your systems set up perfectly but the user is going to be the one that you can't that's definitely ground zero 100 yeah. percent yeah. And if we talk about GDPR, and the other thing I was just interested in is you're kind of running an international systems business. It's something that hasn't really been spoken about too much, but it's going to, you know, rear its ugly head towards the end of the year. How are you guys prepared for Brexit and what, what's going to come there? Do you, do you see that as a, as a problem for a, for a European-wide business like yours and actually like ours, to be honest? So like any other business, we've got a Brexit committee, so we're prepared, um, but we're seeing it as an, as an opportunity. And mm -hmm. uh, it's like the chairman said to me, Joe Hamani, when just after the re referendum result, he said, Carl, you know, the UK may be leaving Europe, but West Coast isn't. So, um, you know, we, we are, uh, we see it as an opportunity and, and we're ready for it. We're, we're you know, we, we'll, we'll adapt. That's the kind of business we are. We're, that's what we will do. We'll, we'll get on with it. And I think that's the sort of business you need to be kind of going forward. You know, it's, that's, that's what we've found in terms of speaking to other leaders. It's about adapting. It's about you know, keeping your core beliefs, but but moving forward in a in a new way. So it sounds like you and the board are really um, really up to speed on that at West Coast. It must be quite an exciting time then. You know, yeah, you, you, yeah, yeah. You, you have to lots of lots of things going on, lots of opportunity. 
Um, you know, we're moving into new areas of, of, of business, you know, 3PL we're moving into, well, we're formalizing that, we've offered that for a while, um, yeah. potentially 4PL. Um, so there's, we just, we just see opportunity out there and, um, you know, uh, you know, this, this COVID situation, if you like, is, is just, it's a bit like Thanos from uh, Marvel Endgame, you know, the, oh, okay. the, the bad guy, where he said that uh, chaos is an opportunity. Yeah, and that's right. <laughs> well, he was a bad really, guy, to be yeah, fair. Have a, good, have, have a good recession, isn't it? You know, so. Yeah, um, but, you know, just all the innovation that you can see all around you happening, um, you know, from the NHS really fascinates me, just how much they've had to adapt their workflows just to sort of keep um, the country safe. Um, yeah. And I think you'll see more adoption of collaboration workflows and, and, and digital technology to help them do that. And, and you can imagine, it, it, it might have taken COVID to get that to happen. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So chaos, chaos is an opportunity, I think. I think, I mean, I think that's, uh, you know, small, you know, if you look at the football, you know, with the, with the crowd overlay, I don't know if you've watched it, but they've got the crowd overlay. And that, that's, a, that's an amazing piece of technology, isn't it? Yeah. I think it's developed by EA. And it's, yeah. I was thinking about the other day, how do they know when the, the kind of the ball and they know when to make the crowd get excited or whatever. I, that's <laughs> one example of, uh, you know, this new, new technology, te innovations, if you know what I mean. So it just, I it think, just accelerates everything so quickly. Hmm. Um, the, 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 the other thing I thought about was um, the big issue. Um, you know, that for the last two years, I've always walked by the big issue seller. And I, 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 I think, well, I don't have any cash, mate. I can't, I can't, you know, yeah. why don't you guys get the contactless? Yeah. <laughs> just this week, they've announced it. They're going to get contactless. But COVID seemed to push them in that direction. Yeah, yeah. So, you know. Yeah, it's exciting, isn't it? Charity, that sort of thing. You know, people aren't carrying cash anymore now. They say, so, you know, you have, to, you have to adapt. And I think that's, that's the key watch, watch word out of this car. Exactly. Well, it's been great to speak to you. Thank you very much for your time. And um, I wish you a good week. And uh, we're, we're fellow cyclists, aren't we? So I, I hear you're preparing for a big cycle ride. So good luck. <laughs> Fantastic. Thank you very much. All right. Take care. Cheers.